Welcome back to our next episode of Just Podcasting. I'm Fee Jameson. And I'm Laura Robb. You might have already listened in to some of the other podcasts we've done, but if this is your first time tuning in, then we'll just give you a quick explanation of, as to what we're up to. Yeah, great. Well, firstly, we are both followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good place to start. And we also love coming alongside other followers of Jesus and encouraging each other in what it looks like to walk with him in our everyday lives. Yeah, and so this podcast is a great way of doing that. It's a great chance to just open up the Bible and to think about what God says in various areas and various issues of life. And this podcast now is more directed to the younger women out there, so students or recent graduates. But we uh, do hope that it will be of some help uh, to anyone else who might be listening in too, because today we are thinking about friendship. Another small topic that we've (laughs) decided uh, to cover. So there's a lot to say. We won't be able to cover everything. But uh, Fee, you've uh, narrowed down this topic as being something we should discuss. Tell us why you think it's such an important one to think about today. Um, Well, actually, just... uh, to start with, I was quite surprised when I asked some of the younger um, women, some students in my focus group, uh, what they would find helpful to hear some uh, wisdom on, some teaching on from the Bible. Um, And yeah, I was quite surprised that lots of them actually spoke about friendship and were saying we need help in trying to work out how we do friendship well, what that looks like as Christian women. Um, I guess really simply it's part of our everyday and well it should be part of our everyday and how we do friendship has deep and personal impacts on us and those who we love around us as well so I think we're we're um we know it's a really important thing we're also very aware of our limitations and failings in our friendships so it's a wonderful thing to hear people um desiring to see what God says about friendships and wanting to be grown in that and this is a good opportunity to think more together about that. Yeah, I think we all yearn for good friendships, don't we? Mm. And I suppose it's good at this point to think about what the Bible has to say uh, about friendship then. So where would you start from that point of view? (laughs) Where would I start? Um, Well, uh, it's been good actually the last um, day or so to just be thinking a little bit about friendship. And I think the Bible has in some ways lots to say on it um, and in some ways actually very little to say on it. You kind of struggle to find passages that say, here's how you should do a friendship, dot, dot, dot. Um, mm. But a good place to start is the beginning. Um, Genesis 2, uh, in the Bible, it says, it is not good for the man to be alone. And I think often we look at that and it can be talked about in terms of marriages um, or talked about in terms of like community, church community. Um, but I think in a really basic level, it refers to friendship and it says uh, people can't do life on, on their own. Uh, we're made to be relational. We're made in the image of a relational trinitarian god and we need people uh, people who are different from us mm. um, to come alongside us and us to come alongside them and do life together and so that makes um a difference in all sorts of ways in how we do friendship we want to be friends with all sorts of people uh, with other mm. women with other guys with older younger uh, people with people from different nationalities and races different personalities and interests There's, mm just goodness in difference and goodness in kind of lot, not aloneness. Being yeah. Which answers together. that idea really of why we yearn, I think, for good friendships, mm. isn't it? Because the Bible is saying it's it's not good for us to be alone. And 
as we you know go right through into the new testament we see that you know church is about being people together mm. as well not just coming into a building on a sunday isn't it it's more than that so uh, the goodness in not being alone um, and not being christians alone um is clearly something which is written right into uh, God's word. Yeah, it was interesting this past term um, with our focus group spending a bit of time looking at different relationships. And one of the things that we realised was um, that the different relationships, human relationships that we're given reflect something of our relationship with God in different ways. And so uh, marriage is a picture of uh, the marriage between Christ and the church. And so how human marriage functions should be uh, reflecting that and um, family relationships parent children relationships are a, a picture of god the father's relationship with us as he adopts us in and then friendship i feel like is one which is a little bit more forgotten about mm. and we really enjoyed spending a little bit of time just thinking oh actually friendships done really well should be reflecting christ's friendship with us like he talks about um, how we become friends and uh, he serves us and loves us as friends and so our Friendship should be reflecting his friendship with us. Yeah. And the New Testament just scattered with those I, one another phrases, mm-hmm. you know, bear one another's burdens, encourage one another. Um, like in order to do that, we need to be friends with people. We can't share people's burdens if we don't know what they are. We can't encourage one another if we're not knowing what people's struggles are or uh, mm. what what they're doing well, how they're you know growing in godliness. Unless we know people, so to have the one another commands scattered through the New Testament um, is is friend is friendship right there, mm. uh, mm-hmm. um, and friendship not just when it's with people we know really well, but people who are uh, around us in church that we reflect yeah who Christ mm. is uh, yeah. to them uh, as friends. Yeah, what do you think about? Um, friendship then when it we've seen lots of like the goodness of friendship and we know that don't we <laughs> yeah. like we know what friendship should be and we hopefully all experience really good friendships at some point in our life but um what do we do when friendship feels harder um why do you think it's hard it's interesting isn't it because friendships are not easy as they rightly so i think mm-hmm. because if you're really yourself with people then they see the worst of you and you see the worst of them. Um, and so uh, in many ways, friendships aren't easy because we hurt people and people hurt us. Mm. Unlike our friendship with Christ, <laughs> you know, yeah. we are not Jesus. We are uh, completely imperfect and and fail one another. So I think friendships aren't easy from that point of view uh, because in making ourselves vulnerable to others, we're also opening ourselves up to being to being hurt, which which isn't wrong. So on the other hand, we also need to be um, people who are, I think, quick to forgive. Mm. And that's another, you know, uh, command of us as Christians, isn't it? To be able to forgive one another. Um, and so friendship is going to include recognising when things are difficult, talking about that and, us, mm. you know, and forgiving one another and maybe asking for forgiveness. Um, I think maybe our culture especially mm. with the way in which I'm going to sound really old now but the, you know the way social social media works so you've had Facebook with all the friends and then you get all the followers on different things and all your likes and your streaks or whatever there is <laughs> um but those people can unfollow you or defriend you or whatever mm. an anti-streak is um you know straight <laughs> straight away uh, just at the you know the flip of a button and I wonder whether sometimes with our friendships we want them to be 
easy and benefit us mm. and when actually they're hard and it's not just about benefiting us that we think mm. now the friendship isn't right and I need to move on yeah. um whereas uh, I think the idea of hard work lifelong intentional friendship mm. uh, is more the model for friendship that we should be going for like really investing mm. in people and as they invest in us for the long term and accepting that pain and hurt is part of part yeah. of that yeah absolutely yeah the um particularly i think in john's gospel you see little snippets of this uh of christ's love for his friends his disciples and um john 15 says uh, verse 12 to 13 this is my commandment this is from jesus that you love one another as i have loved you greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends and christ saying the greatest expression of love is kind of laying down your life sacrificial uh full deep love and um he's talking about that for his friends yeah. and we yeah. i think like, we hear that about marriage right we yeah. hear that about laying down your life for your kids yeah uh you know putting you know to love and bring family up but for your friends mm. if, yeah uh, christ's sacrifice is obviously his his death for us his um forgiveness of our sins this huge cost to him and so our friendships are going to be costly and sacrificial mm. like there're going to be times where it's just not going to be easy mm. but you give because we've been given to we love because we've been loved yeah. Um, and we d- and we have that capacity to do that because as Christians we have the Holy Spirit. Mm. So it's not just like our energy or our human strength being, uh, you know, given out or poured out to others. But you know, He lives in us. The Holy Spirit's yeah. power, He is in us. He is able to give us this strength. I think to forgive, to reach out, to go the extra mile, to whatever it is for our friends. And so. This, although this might sound like a really high bar, let's mm. not forget the power of Christ dwelling in us. That's um, really in the helpful. Holy Spirit. That's really, really helpful. I think this next point you've got here, though, is quite interesting. <laughs> Concentric circles. Sounds like Mass GCSE or something. <laughs> but uh, talk to us about what you're thinking about regarding friends in concentric circles. Yeah, so I think this is when um, you realise friendship is really good I want to be friends with lots of people. I just don't know how because I know that I'm limited. There's only a certain amount of people I feel like I'm capable to kind of invest mm. in, be friends with. And I think we all feel that because we yeah. like we know that we are limited beings. Um, so I think concentric circles is just a helpful way of thinking, okay, well, um, we don't need the same depth of friendships for lot to, lots of different people. Um, we can have some people who we invest a lot more time and a lot more effort and care with. Um, and then there will be people kind of getting broader and broader and there'll be more people in those circles who we can still care for, love, invest in, but we might just not have the same time and capacity for that. Um, so think maybe you've got um, three closest friends who are the people who you pray with mm. regularly, you share with, they're the people you're going to ring up when things are really, really hard and say, please can um, you pray for me about this thing yeah. and they'll share with you uh, gospel truth and encourage you to keep on going they're the people you kind of you give a lot to they give a lot back to um but then beyond that you know there might be your 10 friends who you see week by week or every mm. couple of weeks and they're just wonderful people who you can enjoy things with and again point each other to jesus then beyond that there might be a group who are 
50 people you come to your birthday party and you might not see them regularly but you just love that time with them and of course you still care for them and when you're with them it's great times but you just don't have the same time capacity that you do with those three people and then beyond that you know a hundred people whatever it is but just recognition that um you can't have just shallow friendships with lots of people you do need some people who you need to invest more time with and i don't think we need to be guilty about that because I think there's just a real goodness in having um, some people who are really, really, who know you better than others and you know them better than others. Yeah. What and I, I yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I think as well, we need to recognise that who that maybe core or centre of, of our friendships will also change over time. Mm. So, you know, like the whole best friend forever type idea <laughs> is, is maybe unrealistic yeah. as our lives and our um, stages of our lives uh, changes and as well I think especially in that post student time when your good friends can be scattered suddenly uh, across the country for different uh, jobs or um, they go back home or whatever that being wise then about how you conduct sort of your friendships is really really important mm. um, so I, d- I, d- I mean I I think the danger is that you can end up every weekend popping off to see someone in Sheffield you know someone's in Edinburgh mm. um and you 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 keep those friendships going but at the detriment of being part of church here mm. or maybe serving regularly at church here or you miss the opportunities to develop the friendships with those who are nearby and I do think that that, that sense of friendship often needs to be with people that you can really see regularly who know what's going on in your day-to-day life you can still have great conversations with people you've not seen for ages, yeah. but they haven't walked you through that last month of pain because yeah. they weren't there or, mm-hmm. or weren't able to be there or didn't know. So, yeah, that wisdom of distance, I think, comes mm. into that as well with yeah. circles. And I'll probably feel a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning, won't it? Because if there's someone who, multiple people who are all in different cities who mm. have always been the people you have kind of turned to at different points and suddenly you're trying to invest in somewhere else, there will be an... an yeah, and uncomfortableness yeah. with that. Um, but I think asking people's help and wisdom for that and um, mm. people within your church saying, how do you... Yeah. And I absolutely do don't well. mean that you, that you know, dump the people <laughs> <laughs> that have gone to Sheffield or Edinburgh yeah. or wherever else they've chosen <laughs> to go. Um, but, uh, and, and I think in some ways having, being faithful and intentional in those friendships mm. is really important. Um, I would say, especially in my experience, a lot of... Um, my good friends who have been in that situation have actually become um it was because they ended up being in ministry uh, married to uh, guys leading churches or setting up churches um and how much more do they need uh you know really good female friends as well so it's not that then it's not that you're casting them off yeah it's just that i think we need to recognize that the way in which you could do friendship has to change yeah at uni you just have so much time so much time <laughs> I know you think you don't have so much time but you have so much time Sorry, don't have to that. but even that you like live with like oh well, I live with seven people at uni well six other people seven so then like day by day you're seeing like a big group of people and then suddenly you don't have that kind of thing and so yeah I remember well I think now a few years on past uni there's I think about three friends who I regularly keep up with who aren't in Newcastle yeah. 
Um, and they're people who I've, I've kind of chosen. I've been like, yes, those are the people mm-hmm. that I'm going to invest time in because they're not in the city. And so mm-hmm. I need to choose to invest in them. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not naturally going to see them. But also, yeah, that has to have some kind of limits to it. So, I think as well, starting work is a massive change. So the amount of time that you actually have available to just hang out, like even if your job finishes every day at half four, you're still actually really tired Mm. start you know work is tiring it's exhausting it's different being uh, a student so although you might think you've got five free evenings in a week actually you haven't because you you do need to uh, rest and recover for the next day's work as well um and and so that time is is limited even just as you change and I remember one of the times post-student for me it was really difficult was when some of my friends were still students Mm. and I'd started work um and I was, I was still living with some of them, but just generally that was really hard. Where have you gone? What are you doing? I'm, like, I'm just trying to keep my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just to be really aware, I think, as well, especially if your friends have started full-time, full-time work and you're still studying, there is, there is a big difference and to give them some grace in that as well. That's really helpful. Um, one of the things I hear a lot about is mm. um, the frustration. <laughs> We've gone big. The frustration <laughs> at cliques. Uh, the dreaded clique the word. Cliques. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on cliqueiness or friendship groups and how to do friendship groups well so they're not cliquey? Yeah, I think I wonder whether it's about where the it's happening. If you see what I mean. So if you're at the twenties and thirties, pudding or meal of the month or whatever, and your closest friends are all there and you spend the whole time talking to your closest friends what does that say to the other people uh in the room who maybe are new or have moved to the city or don't know as many people or whatever i I think that says that feels clique even if it's like where but these are the people i always hang out with Mm -hmm. these are my closest friends um as opposed to that group almost having the attitude of looking outwards in that context so i know that so-and-so joe is a good friend i don't need to talk to joe Mm. in this next hour and a half because this is meal of the month where there are people who have no friends in the city currently or who are just getting into jpc or who are brand new christians or or or. Mm -hmm. um and 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 maybe it's not so much about the fact that those people are good friends but about how they conduct their friendships in in different contexts so I wonder whether we'd say the same about couples maybe wouldn't we there's appropriateness of yeah if you're going out with someone then fine you need to spend time one-on-one but do you need to spend time one-on-one you know at the back of church having a coffee probably probably not Mm. and and is that just exacerbated when that becomes seven people um or whatever so I I think I think that idea of facing outwards mm. maybe in contexts where there might be people who feel um just that they need to be better welcomed looked after loved and who knows as i say to my ch- used to say to my children when all their classes got mixed up i'm, like, I'm not with my friend i'm <laughs> like yeah but you never know your new mm. lifelong best friend potentially might be oh. in this new class and you just don't know because our friendships are are actually you know something that changes mm. uh, as we grow so yeah, and I guess that's really helpful, isn't it? Like, you want that group to not feel... It shouldn't be impenetrable. It should be, like, people can come in. Um, so even just, I think, having on a Sunday that idea of, like, if you're going to stand in a group, like, giving it... Making a group where there's actually space to, like, 
stand in amongst that. And so having a gap in that circle or like yeah. if the, I don't know, you don't want to be looking over someone's shoulder and just thinking like, oh, who else can I talk to here? But thinking like, how can we open up this group so that other people mm-hmm. can be drawn in? Because I think the, the pudding night or the back of church conversations, people can really dread those times. Yeah. They just think, who are my people? Where can I go? Um, and so being aware of that being wise to that thinking how can we form friendships that allow other people to come into those those times yeah definitely yeah I mean and I think it's if you hear that you're being described as a clique rather than going we're not a clique maybe it'd be good to think in what way are other people's feeling mm-hmm. that and it might be it's fine but it mm-hmm. might be that some of the ways in which we act towards other people is just not helping them you know mm-hmm. settle or uh, make friendships at, at church so you know it's good to be rebuked if we need to be rebuked mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so we'll take it um another question yeah. uh guy girl friendships oh. this is one which i was <laughs> asked um how do you do friendships with guys well <laughs> well you see i'm of a different generation to you face so i i <laughs> i i have a slightly uh maybe uh more wise wise <laughs> or maybe uh opinion on this i mean i i think i think male female friendships have to look different to female female or, or male male mm. and so i i mean i am i'm very wary of girls women especially having uh, close relationships with men as friendships because I think it can be completely misread by one side or the other and that can cause real pain and real damage so you do need to be really wise um and not naive in those circumstances um I think we were chatting about this when we earlier a bit but the idea that your male friendship and your female friendships as women if they look the same then you probably need to have a little think about Mm. that level of intimacy that you have with a guy in the same way that you have with your your best female friends men and women are different and Mm -hmm. so our friendship should look look different Mm -hmm. um and be wise i think it's important that we recognize that we should be treating each other as as brothers and sisters we are church family so we we should be looking after each other in that way but I think we also have to remember that the reality is um that a higher an inappropriate level of intimacy and by that I just mean even just conversations Mm. and amount of time that you're texting or whatever backwards and forwards um yeah can can stir up feelings which you you have no intention of stirring up Mm. so you just need to be really careful um and I think the older you are, possibly, <laughs> the less opposite sex friendships you have mm. and the less close they are. Mm-hmm. It's not that you don't hang out with men. It's not that you don't have men in your big sort of concentric circle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. obviously, but they are not the ones who, who you're spending uh, one-to-one uh, time with. And I, and I think that's entirely appropriate, mm. mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. Fee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I know I do think there's real real wisdom in that I think like um naturally again when your your capacity goes down then the uh at uni again you get way more chance way more scope to be friends with lots of different people Mm -hmm. and then when you start working and um you have less time then 
you're only going to be inv- investing in a few people and you want those people to be people who will really uh, help push you along in mm. your faith with uh, Christ and walk with him. So then having people who are women who you can be really open with and honest with is going to be really, really valuable. Um, I like I do have some really good guy friends and I really enjoy those friendships. Um, but what I talk to them about is going to be very different to what I talk to the friends who are girls that I have with um and it's more that we just enjoy doing things together so we might enjoy uh going for a a cycle together Mm. or etc which is very different from sitting on the end of the bed in someone's room (laughs) you know chatting about your deepest feelings yeah I'm not gonna yeah yeah, and there is you know there is real let's not be naive there is real Mm. danger in, in having blurred lines mm. wh- in those situations between men and women. And, and it can't do, yeah, either of us any good if we're not clear about where lines are and stuff in that. So yes, have, have male friends, but be super aware yeah. Yeah. Of, of what that really is or ever could be. Yeah. And I think if you're a younger woman out there, um, listen to older women's warnings about those things or just, yeah, don't be naive. And if someone says, "What what's going on here? Have you thought about this? It's so easy, I think, for us to be like, oh, like, leave me alone. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> We're just friends. Yes. <laughs> How many times have I heard that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. All right, let's move, out, move on. Um, yes, yeah, small groups. I think you, you're a, a big advocate of investing friendships where your mm. small groups are. So talk a bit about uh, what, what you mean by that, Fee? Yeah, I think uh, I don't want to bang on about these concentric circles too much. But um, <laughs> it, if you have a group who you are meeting with week by week, naturally, so focus, JPCI, I know home groups every other week, but um, this is a group that, yeah, maybe aren't the people you would have naturally chosen to spend that time week by week, but God, in His wisdom, has put you in that group week by week. Um, and they are going to be people who actually maybe some of the time you're sharing more about your life with than you do some of your closer friends because you see them week by week so um, yeah yeah. and you're opening god's word up with them which inevitably means that you're you're sharing i suppose how you're doing as well yeah yeah so i think just seeing that that is a really valuable thing and to invest time and often that is yeah, that thing week by week, but actually how can you check in with them throughout the week as well? How can you keep praying for them? How can you spend time outside of it? But just seeing, um, yeah, that if that opportunity is naturally being presented because of the small group, then choosing to invest yeah. and make good friends out of those people there, even if they aren't, yeah, people who you naturally think. I think especially in home groups when yeah, you're Yeah, I was going to say that. So you, you know, you, you're, you're, you've come out of transit, you end up in a home group, you're 20, three, four, five, whatever. Yeah. And there are women in that group who are double plus your age. Yeah. I mean, the, the na- I think our, our inclination is to go, these aren't the people that I'm going to be really good friends with. Mm-hmm. And yet, actually, these are the people who can show you like a really high degree of friendship and support you through all mm-hmm. sorts of different things, yeah. mainly because they've been through a lot yeah. of it, yeah. a lot of it already. Yeah. Um, 
And so, so I think is it? It's Rachel James's book. I think it might be. It might not be. But where she talks about the idea that there was a, a an older woman at church who constantly asked her out for coffee, and she was praying for friends in a new mm. church, and she was like, "No, I don't want to go coffee with you." <laughs> and she, then she realised, like, actually, she's been praying for friends, and then a woman at church is asking her to spend time with her, mm. and she was like, "Going, well, no, you don't fit my bracket of what a friend." should look like thank you very much so no yeah. please god give me a friend yeah. please uh, you know and then she, and she thankfully was like ah okay god <laughs> <laughs> i'll go for coffee with you you know to develop a friendship and sure it won't look like it looks like when you're both 20 and at uni but mm. you know friendship isn't necessarily about being at the same age and stage either is it yeah yeah right Okay, so thanks for that. We have covered a lot there, but mm-hmm. I think probably we should draw to a close. Yes, uh, we are already thinking there's so much more that we want to talk about, but um, we would love this to spark conversations amongst you and your friends. So um, why don't you listen to this with someone else and then you can chat about it some more afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's it for this episode. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>